Good morning and welcome to Rollins Around Town. My name is Sam Stark and I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. My role allows me to engage in the Central Florida community on many levels and it is my responsibility to help connect the dots between the college and the community at large. The dots I refer to are opportunities for college stakeholders, faculty, staff, and students to have access to leaders and professionals in our region. This helps Rollins deliver on our mission while also uplifting the brand of the college throughout Central Florida. So this show will showcase the connections between Rollins and the Central Florida community. We will introduce the college to important community leaders and share the impact Rollins has throughout town. Guests will come from outside of the college as well as feature our very own faculty, staff, and students. The goal of the show and these interviews is to show the role, the important role, Rollins plays in town and how important the college is to our region. So thank you for joining this morning, and it is my pleasure to welcome a longtime friend and fellow Rollins alumnus, Matt Serto. Matt, welcome to the show. Good morning, Sam. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, Matt, I'm not doing the deep dive intro uh, into the bios of each of the guests. I'm just trying to let you tell your story a little bit by answering some questions. So hopefully you're okay with that. Absolutely. So let's get started. Just tell us, where, where are you from, Matt, and um, how did you get to Rollins? Great question. Uh, I am from originally from Terre Haute, Indiana, which is a small town uh, just on the Illinois-Indiana border. My dad was a college professor at Indiana State University, home of Larry Bird. Yep. <laughs> And it was, I think, 1986 when he moved uh, my mom and, and my, my brothers and my sister and I down to uh, Orlando to take a job at Rollins. So this is a family affair for the Serto family, our connection with Rollins. And uh, he was a professor, uh, recently retired, and former dean of the Crummer School, the School of Business. And we were introduced to Rollins that way back in, back in the mid-'80s when there was an Olive Garden on Park Avenue. So... <laughs> Those were, the, those were the, the salad days. Well, indeed. <laughs> it's right on our budget. That's soup, right. Soup, salad, and sticks for <laughs> like right. $8.95. Exactly. Remember that well. Yes. So you went to high school here? I did. I went to Lake Brantley, and then uh, when I graduated, went to went to Rollins, the, the College of Arts and Sciences. Did you come here to play basketball, partially? I, I, I was a player uh, the first my first year, got hurt. Uh, was the 13th man on the 12-man team, I tell people. <laughs> and I, I, I decided I needed to, to understand and accept I wasn't going to the NBA. So I started looking for other things. Yep, but I, I, I enjoyed my time on the, on the basketball team for I, sure. I can relate. Um, did you look at other places or were you sort of pretty well committed to, to Rollins because of, of dad and location? Well, it, I, I was my, bro, my older brother, who you know, was here already, and yep. so that was a big draw for me, Travis, to to be here uh, to to kind of follow in his footsteps. I kind of did a lot of what Big Brother yep. did growing up, to still do. And I was also looked at University of Florida. I also looked at a couple of other small schools around the country. But Rollins was was always my my place. I kind of feel like because it was far enough. We grew up in you know probably thirty minutes away from Winter Park and Altamont, along with Altamont area. Um, but it was always kind of in my heart to stay a little bit close to home, but yet be away. Yeah, so. gotcha. So what did you study, and what, what else did you do here uh, at Rollins made, made your experience so, so different? Sure. So I, had a, uh, a, I was an area studies major where you could create your own major, and so my, my area of study was organizational leadership. So I worked with a faculty member to, to create my own major, uh, which was a great experience, and that was uh, combining literature, 
business where it was a minor where you could take a minor in business right. administration and then also philosophy and did a minor in philosophy. So um, I really loved my philosophy courses, probably learned more that I think about and carry forward today in my philosophy courses and, and some of the social sciences than, than anything else. I mean, obviously accounting and some of those things were helpful, but in, in my world, uh, I, I loved a lot of the the writing and the the literature and the and the reading, so that was that was uh, fun for me. That's fantastic. Who who was your your advisor? Who did you have a favorite professor or two that still uh, sort of think about? Yes, uh, Dan DiNicola. I don't know if you remember Doctor sure. DiNicola, uh, and he was a former provost. provost and and just a fantastic professor. Um, so he was and Tom Cook, who's still around town. Um, th- those were were great professors. Um, uh, th- that I, I still think about, still have the books. Jack Jack Lane, the college historian, yeah, uh, who's recently retired, lives across the lake. Not recently retired; he's been retired a number of years. Yeah, um, and and uh, so he, I still I still think about those classes all the time. Love it. What what else were you involved with? I know you know, but athletics your first year, uh, Greek life. I know a little bit along yes. the way. Anything else? Yes. No. I I um. I was I was involved with uh, with Greek life. You and I were fraternity brothers at ATO. Um, I also I, I was kind of and still am kind of an enterprising guy. I, Rollins at the time when I was a freshman didn't have a website. That was 1995, and all these colleges were putting up websites. And so I said, you know, I'd love to help the college put up a website. And so as a freshman, that was that was a big area involvement for me. And then over the years, as I became an upperclassman. Um, ended up sort of managing a team of web student or student web administrators. So we would manage the college web pages, and uh, and so that was that was probably my biggest area of involvement, uh, which turned into a business for me, as you know. But indeed, um, we'll talk so, about that. Yeah, but that's pretty amazing. I mean, you literally sort of identified a need and the need for the college, and in your dorm room, baked up a website for the college. I did, it, it, and I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> which was, was another, there weren't classes in those things. And so I got a book and I was always sort of, my dad, who was also a professor, always had computers around. And so I sort of taught myself did, uh, how, to, how, to, um, how to program, how to do some of these things, took some basic programming courses as a kid and just saw the, saw the opportunity. It's amazing. I mean, it really is that, um, I wonder what, do you, do you remember, like, what's the first website that you went to as a, as a, College student, maybe th- you can't say that. On no. this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam. You know, I remember no one had websites. You know, so it wasn't a thing where you could go. You had to look in in magazines. So I remember going to like Time Magazine, going to the college library, and and companies like Sony would have, uh, you know, were some of the early ones to have websites. And I also remember schools like MIT and Harvard. They had websites, which were directories of places to go. So like barely anyone had a website in, in 95. I know I'm dating myself with that comment, but, <laughs> but um, the, the, it was just interesting to see what people were doing. Do you remember like what the point of the website was at the time? Like, did, did you have a certain goal or did the college, anyone in the college say, hey, this is really going to be important for you know, admissions or for visits or for athletics? Well, you know, my, my thought was, you know, you look at Stetson University right up the road, it had a website. Schools like Furman, other college, regional colleges in the South, UCF, they all had websites. And, and I said, well, I think we should have one of these. And, and the more I asked around campus about it, finally um, ran into a guy, Charlie Edmondson, who was the pro. my advisor. Was your advisor. Okay, yeah. so you, you remember Dr. Edmondson. And I finally got to his office, and he's running the college. I didn't even know what a provost was. <laughs> and he said, you know, we've been trying to figure that out. Can you do that for us? 
uh, and then ended up bringing over Cynthia Wood, who was who was running the alumni relations, and yeah. they paid for me to to do that for a summer. Uh, to and had a little job, and I that's to me is what's amazing about the story is that a small school gives a student an opportunity to do something like that, which was which was life changing for me. So I want to talk more about the business in a second, and, and maybe this question addresses exactly what you just said, uh, which is what's the most important takeaway you really learned from Rollins and in and, and your Rollins education and experience. Well, I think my most important takeaway was, well, probably two. One is to look at yourself as a lifelong learner, continue to learn day by day, and to fall in love with learning, which I have. But the other thing is is to serve. I tell people when you go to Rollins, service gets in your blood. And I really felt like they taught me um, how to serve and what that looks like in your community and, and overseas or whatever you end up doing, but to, to give of yourself, pay your civic rent, and those things have really, really stuck with me. That's fantastic. Uh, you mentioned your dad. Uh, did he come as a professor? He didn't start as the dean of the business school. No, he came as a professor, professor of management, um, organizational behavior and strategy. And um, uh, for Crummer specifically, for or Crummer. did he teach in the CIA? In the just uh, just in the, the the MBA program. Okay, and uh, and then became dean a number of years later. Fantastic. And you mentioned Travis. Travis yes. is now. Uh, a professor himself? He is a, yes, he sort of followed in dad's footsteps. He's at Arizona State, and uh, he is, uh, I'm really proud of him. He's done very well in terms of research, and he's now uh, president of the faculty um, um, out at Arizona State, which is a, is a very large and prestigious business school. Indeed, yeah. And uh, your younger brother, Brian? Yes. He also went to Rollins? Yes, went to, went to Rollins, went to Crummer, and then um, he has a series of restaurants here in town, Eden Salads and Wraps. And, uh, and uh, so he's, he's taken his Rollins education and, and relationships and turned it into a business also. Can we charge him for that little plug you just gave him? Absolutely. Think? All right, good. Well, I, I will. So we get a free yeah. salad from him. No question. And you have a sister. I do. Did not go to Rollins. She did not. Yeah. Um, uh, so we, in that department, she's the black sheep. But uh, <laughs> she ended up. She's a professor of psychology up at uh, uh, College of Charleston in Charleston, South Carolina. So she's another uh, a- academic yep. that uh, kind of kept pursuing um, her her education, like like Travis did. Fantastic. So graduate uh, from Rollins, and did you did you have Web solvers formed at that time? Did you sort of create a company while you were still a student? Or? I did. You know, so it was sort of a, a freelance operation because I had people um, asking me to build them websites for little businesses in town, and I was one doing that, and and I loved doing it, and ended up having a business out of it, which I I called Web Solvers, and. Um, so when I graduated, I, I still maintained actually an office here at Rollins. I was continuing <laughs> to work and manage uh, students. And then I had a, an office that I rented um, down on Orange Avenue, which, which was, you know, about half the size of this room. So <laughs> about five by 10. Right. And I just started a business. Off so, you went. Yeah. So. And Web Solvers grew and grew and you had really great success with that company. Yes, um, thankfully we 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 owe that a lot to to the great clients and great people that have been a part of our team. But but Web Solvers became a, a thriving company, uh, twenty twenty five people. Uh, we actually rebranded the the company, um, became a full service marketing agency, as you know, called Find Some and Winmore, which uh, is still located here in Winter Park. Yeah, and uh, it's it's been a great business. Talk talk a little bit more about that. I mean, I think that the the transition from in essence, just a web company, yes. I, I use the air quotes with that, 
to a full service, you know, integrated and strategic marketing firm? Um, I mean, I guess the answer is obvious, but why why'd you do it and um, and how'd you do it? So when I started building web pages in the 90s, it was kind of a novelty. It wasn't <laughs> a serious part of a business. And so a lot of ad agencies would help have me come in as this young web developer and help them build websites for their clients. Um, as I got a little bit older, a little bit of gray hair, um, they, they, they started doing that themselves. And I was kind of out in the cold a bit. So I also always had a love of marketing. And the web was very integral to a company's marketing efforts. So we started uh, bringing on marketing professionals in addition to web professionals. And it just became a natural um, part of our agency, you know, if you will, as a full-blown marketing practice. So we help with not just website development, but with social media, public relations, graphic design, kind of the traditional marketing activities that a, that a company would need. So. Right. I think being a, a bit of a marketing guy and, uh, and lover uh, myself, I, I've found the transition from web solvers to find some and win more um, interesting. And, and to be honest, at first, I kind of didn't get it. You know, I thought it's so clear what Web Solvers does, and it's just not so clear what Find Some and Win More is as a name. But then when you really read your story and when you read the collateral and when you sort of read the whole journey that your, your agency created to, to uh, announce the name and to sort of cr- make it come to life, it just frankly was pretty brilliant. Um, <laughs> and I just love it. Um, I, I've said it before. People say, what's the name of it? Because you say it once and you're like, those aren't words that, you know, those aren't words. Right, exactly. (laughs) So talk a little bit about how you came up with and what's find some and win more mean. Oh, that's a great question. So we we actually had a, um, we had a name Web Solvers, to your point, that does exactly, we did exactly what what it said, right? (laughs) right? And so when we wanted to broaden and become an agency or evolve as an agency, um, we had an opportunity because it, it's really the one area of business that the advertising agency world where people expect you to come in with new ideas and things that are a little wonky. It's actually respected. You don't expect that from your bank, right? <laughs> right. You expect it, though, from a creative agency. And so you have license to do whatever you want. Yeah. And, you know, I saw an agency name one, one time out in San Francisco that just said heat. Advertising, not basketball. That was on <laughs> that was on their placard. You know, so you have the. Uh, and our tagline, by the way, is not a law firm. So people say, what is that? Well, we're not a law firm because people think that. Right. So um, Find Some and Win More is really an idea that that, age, or that that clients, businesses, they need to go out and find and develop and win new customers. And so whether that is a new customer for the, the business, we're at Rollins where you're, you want to recruit new students, um, or you want to win new internal customers, new talent to come work for you. Uh, so whether it's a new faculty member, a new staff member, a new, new leader on campus, um, an organization is always in need of, of growing and thriving and, and winning new, new customers for the business. And I, I, I quote Peter Drucker a lot, and I remember uh, his idea that the purpose of a business is to create a customer. So if you think about that, um, that being the purpose, we, we ought to all be thinking about innovative ways to do that. And that's what we do as a company. It's great. So find some and win more.com. Find some and win more doc, find right. some win com. People yes. should take a look at it. It's, yes. it's a great story. Cause Thank you. The, I think the other piece that I always love with it, it, as part of the story, it's two, it's two gentlemen. Right, right. Right. Yes. So we had this tagline, finding and winning you customers. 
for web solvers, which really defined what we did. They wanted, a, customers would want a website from us, but they really were looking for, when you talk to them, they really wanted more business. Yeah. And so finding and winning, we said, why don't we turn find and win into a, a basically a moniker for two, two characters. Mm -hmm. And so we did, we, we invented uh, and, and, and put names to two people uh, and, and built a story around it. And, and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun to do. That's so. awesome. I, I assume you did that all in house. You didn't we did. send that out of house for, we did. Know. And I have to tell you that naming is one of the most difficult things in the marketing world. I mean, naming products or companies or divisions or programs is just so challenging. Yeah. It, it goes to what uh, I've talked a lot about is that it doesn't really matter what you call it as long as you have a story that, that tells people what you do and why you do it. That's and, right. And I think it's, you know, you guys live that better than just about anybody I've seen. So well, thank you. I love the story. Can you share a couple of your clients right now with, with us? Sure. Um, we have a number of clients here in town and, and around the country. Um, a couple that are more recognizable to people, uh, Orlando Health um, is a, a very large client of ours. And we're big fans of Orlando Health and everything that they do, especially during this, this challenging period of, in our history. Um, also, the Arnold Palmer Invitational and Arnold Palmer Enterprises here in town. Uh, we do quite a bit uh, for that group. Uh, it's also, as well as, you know, really localized companies like Winter Park National Bank or Fannie Hillman and Associates, um, right. just, just companies that are right here that need, that need help. I love it. Um, you've, you've hired a lot of people. Have you hired Rollins people? And, and if so, any, any sort of takeaways, as, um, you know, for, for what the Rollins graduate brings to it, to the business Absolutely. world? Absolutely. Yes. We, we love, uh, hiring Rollins graduates or, or people that are even in school, uh, from time to time, Rollins internships. Um, and, and you know, when you go here, um, uh, when you see things on people's academic resumes, mm -hmm. what they mean. You know, and so if there's a particular award that they've won or they've double majored in something uh, and had an excellent academic record uh, and been involved on campus, you know the kind of person that you're going to get. And so we, we are really always interested and excited to, to meet new Rollins um, people and, uh, and, and bring them onto our team, because, especially because of the liberal arts um, kind of way of thinking that, that is so important and critical to our business and what clients expect from us. We're, right. We're a very right-brained type of company, uh, and and that's the kind of um, that's the kind of thinking that you get out of Rollins. Love it. Yep. So recently, you, you created a new venture. Yes. Uh, it's called the three two seven eight nine. Can you talk a little bit about that? Tell us what it is. Yes, the three two seven eight nine dot com is our. I, I tell people affectionately, it's our. It's been our pandemic project. Uh, it was actually <laughs> in the works prior to, but. Really, the 32789 is a hyper-local news platform for Winter Park. And people say, why, why would you do that? Well, Rollins did not have, or I'm sorry, Winter Park didn't have dedicated day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week journalism. There are some, some activist websites where people have political views. Um, there's also Winter Park Magazine, which is a quarterly publication, which is a beautiful publication. But when it comes to uh, what's going on this week or what's going on next week or what happened yesterday or what's opening next month in terms of restaurants or retail outlets. Mm -hmm. um, those are the kind of stories that just weren't being covered. And as a company, we looked and said, well, you know, we, we really have all of these skills in-house, photography, um, writing, uh, graphic design, web development, all those, those capacities and faculties we had in-house and said, why don't we do this with our excess time? So we launched this venture, and, and it's, it's a fun uh, platform for people who just want to know what's going on in town. 
Um, and there used to be. I mean, they're really you, you really yes. kind of picked up the ball from a couple entities, at least one, the Winter Park Observer. Yes, yes. And and that was really kind of in conversations with some of our local clients, you know, walking down Park Avenue. And one of them said to me, um, Scott Hillman at Fannie Hillman said, you know, there's really just not, you know, routine day to day news here that's happening. And I miss having that audience. And so that right. was part of the uh, the genesis of that conversation or the idea was, you know, what if we did this? And um, so that's. That's also part of me, I guess, is, is looking at things, uh, whether they're for-profit, not-for-profit, and saying, what can we bring to that opportunity or that, that void, right? And I love doing that. Uh, what's the, right now, I mean, I know part of it's obvious, but what's the platform? What's the information and distribution platform for the 32789? So it's a web portal. So if you go to the website, uh, we also have a, um, uh, a, a, an email digest that goes out every Sunday morning called the 32789 Weekly, which is free, and it gives you sort of a recap of that week's stories. Um, but most people we're finding are, are having the most fun engaging on Instagram yep. uh, and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, so just at the 32789, and all that's on the 32789.com. Uh, which for people who don't know, that's the zip, one of the zip codes of, of Winter Park, really the core central business di- district. So Love it. So is it meeting expectations? I mean, where are you? How long have you been doing it? And, and sort of how do you feel about it yes. after a short period so of time? Yes, so we've got a, we, we're, we started in May. So, um, so that puts us at right around seven months. And we have been, re- we've hel- felt a lot of validation from people who read it and say, we're glad you're doing this. And people will come up to me, whether I'm um, getting a cup of coffee or I'm crossing paths with them in the golf course, and they'll say, we really enjoy what you're doing. And so, which is, that's, that's what we love to hear. Yeah. We've also been validated that sponsors have stepped up uh, and, and supported us, Orlando Health, Fannie Hellman, and Winter Park National Bank, among others. Um, have, have have helped us. So, do you do, is there a sort of a long term play for this? Do you you know where, where do you think this goes for for you for you and the community? Well, you know, I I, I, I didn't know if it would work, and so I I, I, w- I was listening to Elon Musk talk about one of his big projects, and says, and they said, do you think this will work? And he says, you know, I don't know, and so that gave me comfort to say, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. But the long term play is to <clears> keep <throat> making it great and, and continue to improve it in terms of content and audience. Um, I think as long as people are reading it and the audience is growing and engaged like it has been, and as long as sponsors want to be a part of it, then we want to keep making it better and better. Yeah. This kind of gets into the, the community side a little bit about you know, what we're trying to do here, but do you see this being transferable to 32801 and to 32751 and other zip codes either in Central Florida or maybe anywhere? It's a great question. And I, I get that question a lot. And it is. I just don't know that it's us because mm-hmm. part of what I think makes it work for us is we have these winter park relationships where we right. can we, we know who the people are that we could call. We're around the corner if we need to take a picture of something. Um, I think right. it's for another agency or another group mm-hmm. in those zip codes to do, but we have a we have sort of a blueprint that would be helpful to people. But we we're just we're also passionate about it because it's our home. It's yeah. where we live. It's where we work, and so we're passionate about what's going on around yes. around town. It's fantastic. If you haven't signed up or haven't checked it out, you really need to. It's it's um it's you're right. It's sort of interesting, um, timely, uh, useful information that um, frankly, if you just didn't have it. Um, You'd be missing out. You'd Absolutely, missing out on something. and I appreciate it. And we're always interested in story ideas, and you know, and and the, the, also I would say that the community has been kind about spending time with us and telling us what's going on. You know, we spent um, an hour uh, over here with Grant 
Grant, President Cornwell here a couple of uh, weeks ago, and he really shared with us what was going on, and we got really good feedback from readers that were, were glad to know what's happening yeah, in Rollins. Same here. So you talked about the community. Um, you spend a lot of time, and you mentioned this at the beginning of the show, sort of what you took away from Rollins' experience, which is giving back and, and community service. And you probably more than a lot of people are um, are just a great giver of your time and treasure and talents. What I know the Edith Bush Charitable Foundation. I know Nemours Hospital. I know Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, First Tee. What, what, you know, what, what am I missing? And what, what, what else are you doing? And I, I guess, you know, you've already probably answered it, but why, why do you do so much? Sure. No, I... I I have to tell you, when I was a student here, I was thinking about it as I walked across campus, and I think it was my sophomore or junior year, I, I went on a trip, a service learning trip to Americus, Georgia, um, with uh, 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 Dean Powers, who, who was in charge of the, of the, the chapel. Uh, John Langfitt uh, had encouraged me to go. Just great mentors, yes. spiritual mentors, uh, service mentors. And I, I went during spring break and went and helped build habitat houses. Mm -hmm which I wasn't very good at, <laughs> but I, I never um, forgot the feeling of what that, what that was to serve and to help out. And, and, um, and, and selfishly, that's why I do it. I mean, I think it's a good feeling. I think, I think it's also what we're called to do. I yeah. think we're called to give of our time and talent and, our tre and, and treasure. And this isn't just about you know, uh, generating profit, but how do you help build your community? Um, how do you help other people around you, your fellow man, because I've depended on it. And, and I know that, uh, uh, you know, Rollins is a great example of that. You know, Rollins, you know, has, has given our family so much, we, you know, we feel like. And that, that is because of philanthropy. Right. Um, that is because of good leadership. That is because of service that, that that's happened. Um, and so philanthropy also has become a passion. And, uh, and we've talked about the Edith Bush Charitable Foundation, where I serve as vice chairman. And if you don't know Edith Bush, she was a uh, a, a, um, a ballet dancer, uh, a, a great giver of her time. She was uh, the wife of uh, Archibald Granville Bush, who is, is really, if you will, the, one of the founders of 3M, the 3M yeah. company. And so they uh, spent their, their winters here in Winter Park and were big supporters of Rollins, yeah. uh, the Winter Park Hospital. And so they left an endowment basically of the community that, that I have the privilege of helping to uh, invest in the community in, in various projects, including Rollins College, where we're yes, I think, sure. third, third largest donor uh, to Rollins, which we're very, very proud of. So, uh, and also the w one of the uh, contributors to uh, the the Bush Science Center, right on right on Fairbanks. So, yep, that's a great one, and the uh, and the Science Center, the you know, the undergraduate building, absolutely, uh, which is uh, everybody who goes to Rollins passes through there, absolutely. What's been, you know, what's been one of the, the community service highlights for you? You know, where, where have you spent, you know, one, one story that really felt right and felt impactful because of the work you and that organization did for the community? Well, I'll tell you one, which is another just finding a void. Um, I had the chance to meet um, the national president of the First Tee, uh, which is a, a charity that has chapters all across the country. And it's a, it's a character building organization that, that helps and mentors kids by using the game of golf and, and the the, the PGA, the LPGA, the Masters, the USGA are all behind this charity. And when I met this gentleman, um, he, I said, well, I'd love to get involved in Central Florida. And he said, you know, we don't really have a chapter there. And I said, well, what do you mean you have a chapter <laughs> right, in Central Florida? And, and he, was, he was a little, I don't want to say embarrassed by it, but I could tell that, 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 that he wanted to. And so when I came back from that trip, I, I, um, 
I sort of set out and asking questions and started doing what Rollins teaches you to do, which is to to serve and give and and think strategically and and engage a team. And so the more I went around town and asked, we had people like Ken Griffey Jr. Jr. and Annika Sorenstam and uh, Mr. Arnold Palmer and his family uh, that wanted to do this. And so we just went down the path of creating it. And today that organization serves uh, hundreds of kids, um, lots of great stories. Uh, It's been in operation seven or eight years now. Uh, and I'm just really proud of of, uh, of what that organization has has been able to accomplish. Yeah, it's a great it's a great organization. Well, I was uh, I was thinking maybe the highlight would have been our opportunity to work together. I had the uh, <laughs> the privilege to serve as head of the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce That's for right. years, and was lucky enough to get you on the board. And then timing is everything. And then I had an opportunity to go to the Central Florida Sports Commission. And right, missed you by a year to be my chairman. Yes, that would have been a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> Part of your grand plan, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. That's right. Timing is everything, yes. as they say. Um, so talk, talk. You know, why is Rollins important to the Central Florida community? Well, I think Rollins plays such a unique and distinctive role um, because of of the campus, because of the spirit of Rollins, because of the fact that it, it has open arms to the community, the fact that it is putting out um, such talented graduates um, in, in all the programs. Um, I, I think Rollins plays just such a pivotal role, um, and it's been here for so long, too. I mean, Central Florida doesn't have as much history as a lot of places uh, around the country. You right. know, it's just a newer area, and, and Rollins um, is a big part of why Central Florida has history, you know, and, and so I'm very proud of that and very proud to be affiliated with Rollins, and you see the tentacles kind of everywhere that you go. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that, I think, is what makes it, uh, makes it unique and a special place. Can, can you share a little bit more about that? Like, where, where do you see Rollins around town? Sure. Well, I see Rollins in, in certainly um, its brand, you know, and I, I say brand because it's, it's sort of fingerprints are around town. So uh, every year, this year is a little bit different because of the pandemic, but National Philanthropy Day, for example, which is a Central Florida, it's actually a national program to celebrate philanthropy. And I'm a part of that event every year, and, and Rollins has a presence at that and, right. and tells a unique story every year about a student and and what the student is doing, how the students connect to the community, and how philanthropy has made that work. And so elements like that, you see, uh, you, you see Rollins ha- having a footprint. But I think more importantly, you see the people of Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned we have a number of folks in our in our office. Um, we have one young lady, Leah Dominguez, who is a recent graduate of Rollins, um, complete rock star, and we were her first job out of school. She showed up and knocked on the door, and as soon as I saw her, met her, and saw her resume, we said, we've got to hire her. You know, she's going to be a, a superstar. And so two years later, uh, she's, she's doing really good work for us. Um, Kelly Lafferman, who's a, my, also my business partner, Kelly uh, has, has done a graduate program here and right. recently graduated and uh, is also proud of her affiliation. And it, you, you just get excited when you, because when you, you meet a Rollins person, you, you immediately have a connection you have um, because it's such a unique place, both uh, geographically, um, culturally, um, but also in, in terms of just the, the physical space. You just, you have an instant uh, connection with people because of, of what a great place that it is. Yeah, that's great. I love love to hear that. Um, and Leah did an internship in the marketing office here. At that's Rollins right. Before she uh, headed your that's way. That's right. So that's right. She's she is fantastic. Uh, talk you know sort of one more sort of Central Florida 
question, knowing that how involved you are with the community and, and a lot of other organizations. What, what do you foresee as some of our biggest regional sort of challenges and, and maybe opportunities for, for Central Florida at, at large? Sure. Well, I think Central Florida is always on this quest to diversify away from tourism. Not that you don't want tourism here because you do. It's our lifeblood. But trying to diversify, um, you know, in addition to our tourism footprint, which becomes more and more important now because of the, the hit that tourism is taking. Um, you know, the, the, the really tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that have been displaced because hotel rooms are empty. And you know how many hotel rooms we have. Theme parks are well below capacity. Um, so, so that's a challenge for us, you know, and how we go about creating different things that will attract more act- activity here remains important. Um, the opportunities are, are endless for us, really. I mean, if you look at what's happened downtown with the venues, you look at what's happened downtown with just more density downtown. Yeah, People are coming here. Um, I, 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 I heard a number recently that there's a net 1,000 people a day that, that come <laughs> to Florida, okay, not central Florida. Right. And so those people need places to live. They need jobs. They're creating jobs. Um, and, and so when you have that density, if you think about 20 or 25 years ago, we had none of that density. You don't have a grocery store. You don't have a corner store. You don't have, um, you know, places to go, uh, you know, and, and you fast forward to today, we, we have a really thriving food culture here, for example, yeah. that we didn't have a number of years ago. So, um, so I think those are, are, are the opportunities for us to continue to build into those things, to co- continue to attract great companies here, yeah. to continue to take great graduates from our local colleges like Rollins and say, we want you to stay and do something here. Right. Um, we, we, we have a lot to offer. And not, you know, um, I think a lot of people are coming here because of the lack of state income tax, which is great, but also the weather, the access to, to, to beaches, the access to great cities that are all within two or three hours that you can get to. We have a great airport here. Right. So there's a lot to, to build upon. And, and so we need more and more great Rollins students and, and we need them to do great things here. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I, I meant to ask you about as we kind of try to wrap up here, but you're, you're, you're an author. Uh, you've written a couple books. Can you just share with us yes. what you've done? Yes. No, I've, that, that's also kind of in my blood. Um, I've, I've got a, a dad who I think he's, I'll never catch him. He's written, I think, 45 <laughs> textbooks, you know? So that's, I mean, that's a lot of yeah, late lot of night knowledge. reading. Yeah, the, a, lot of, a lot of knowledge. So I, I've written, written books around my practice area. He and I wrote one together right. uh, back in 2001. Uh, I've s- since written a couple of others, um, w- one called Found and the other one called Formulaic, which is my more recent book, um, which, is, which is helping companies to deconstruct where they are, who they are, and then build themselves up in terms of brand identity when it comes to storytelling, points of differentiation, um, uh, a content strategy. And so I, I love that conversation with, with clients when they really want to create things like mission, vision, value statements, cultural statements, and then figure out what, to, what they want to project to the world. Right. Uh, that's a very intimate conversation that they let us in on, a very important one to them. And that's where your 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 liberal arts education <laughs> comes to. And I actually say that in meetings sometimes. I'm allowed to say this because I'm, I went to a liberal arts school. So, um, yeah. Well, very impressive. And you are a uh, you're a treasure to Winter Park oh in Central gosh, Florida. Yeah. Come and, on. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I know that we. If we had time, I know that phones are ringing. Are <laughs> ringing. We have a few people who I know were were demanding to ask a question or two, but uh, better judgment and now a lack of time. We'll uh, we'll have to wait for another time to get you back here on Rollins around town. But thanks for what you do for Rollins. Thanks for what you do in Winter Park in Central Florida, and uh, thanks for being a good friend of mine. I appreciate well, you being. And with us. I would just say to you too, Sam. I mean, you, you know, not to date us, but but I've known you for a long time. <laughs> You are a couple years older than me, and you've been a great friend. You've been a great mentor, and you doing things like this, which I know you—that was your your sort of ethos when you were on campus, creating new things, being a leader, bring a bring a uh, person that brings people together—is um, is really something I've learned a lot from. So you've been a, a friend, a mentor, and and uh, just all around good guy. So More thanks for come. thanks for involving me, my friend. I love it. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you all for joining us today uh, for our third edition of Rollins Around Town. This uh, this will be our, our last show of the year, but we'll be back in early January uh, to keep updated on our show and, and guests. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Rollins Around Town. So with that, we, uh, uh, we wish you a, a great, happy, healthy holiday season, and we'll see you in 2021. Have a great day.